he, he lightens my heart every week. I mean, he, he really does. He's, he's, we're so glad that um, Grandpa and, and Mom and Dad and Grandma worship with us. With the, it's just so awesome. So now let's begin. Father Jesus, we love you. Lord, I believe with everything in me that this word is for us. Father, for those who are here uh, within these four walls, but Father, for those who may be listening uh, on the internet one way or another, Father, I just believe that you want to speak to us, that you want to sow a truth into our hearts, that, Father, that we may be edified. Father, that we may be built up, Father, not so that we could accomplish anything other than glorifying you. So, Lord, in Jesus' name. Build us up, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, deposit some truth that we might see you more clearly, that we might be more suited to do the work that you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. So we're going to begin in Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He has delivered you from the snare of the fowler and from the uh, perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you." Amen. This is the word of the Lord. I believe it wholeheartedly. And this is the word for all of us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, today's message, my brothers and sisters, abiding under the shadow of God. Abiding under the shadow of God. So, let's look back at, at Psalm 91. But in the first verse, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When I was a, a baby Christian, we used to sing this song in the church that I got saved in. And I just, I'm gonna, I just can't help it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. And my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. And my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. <laughs> I, you, know, you know why I did that? Because I have such a great voice, I just wanted to bless you. No, no, no because that's... That, because when I was a young Christian, a baby Christian, and, and you know, I didn't know a lot of Scripture, every week when we went in, or almost all the time, it seemed like that song. And you know what? I, I know that by heart. Why? Because it was a melody. It was something that I sang. I sang to the Lord, but I'm singing it to myself. And now it's committed to my memory, and it's ingrained in me. So when the Lord was speaking to me about this message, and I come to that Scripture, hey, I know that. I know that. So my brothers and sisters, sing it. Sing the scripture. Memorize it. Hide it in your heart. You know that. I'm, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? 
And that's what we're talking about, abiding under the shadow. So now notice what it says. Um, You'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Abiding under the shadow of the Almighty seems here to be the objective. I want to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Abide. Abide. That comes from a Hebrew word which means assemble, inhabit, remain, sojourn within. So you're traveling within. Stand in awe. Stand in awe. Dwell. All of that is true. Every bit of that, those are all synonyms for that word abide. I want to live in. I'm going to remain in it. I'm, I'm inhabiting it. I'm, I'm, everything I'm doing is within that confine. Right? Does that make sense to you? Good. Because that's what he wants. Amen? Hallelujah. So now, look at what it says in Psalm 36, verse 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Verse, I'm sorry, Psalm 61, verse 4. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. You see that? Now we've got the shadow of the Almighty and His wings. It seems to be kind of synonymous in and of itself, right? To abide under the shadow of God is to abide under the wing of God. Amen? Amen. So, so we need to go into that. So, so now let's look at some of the benefits as we go back to that psalm. Psalm 91, and we look at the benefits of abiding under the shadow uh, of, of the Almighty. He's my refuge and my fortress. He's my refuge. Could we put that back, uh, the whole scripture back up? Thank you so much. He, he is my refuge and my fortress. This, listen, my refuge and my fortress, that speaks to something. So that means I, I'm, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to be under attack. So when I'm under attack, I've got this fortress. I've got this place that I can take up this refuge and He's going to protect me. I've got this shelter, if you will, but it's not just a shelter against the sun or against the rain. This is, I'm under attack and I need something to defend me. I need a place that's a fortress. I need a place that is, is, is fortified. Are you with me? Right? So I can retreat to this place. I'm in this place, but I'm really not in this shuddering mode. I'm not this. I have confidence because even though I may be under attack, even though the, the enemy looks like he's very strong and very big, and there's multiples, I've got this fortress that I can rest and be comfortable in. Amen? Surely he has delivered you from the snare of the fowler. My brothers and sisters, this speaks so vividly to me. I hope it does to you as well. Your enemy, the enemy of your soul, said, is he setting traps for, for you and for me? Sometimes it's not just a, a, a head-on collision. It's not this head-on battle where we can just recognize, here's, this, here's the enemy. Here, he's coming at me with this. This is the force that I need to defend myself with. Blah, blah, blah. No, sometimes it's just subtle. There are these traps that are set for us. The enemy of your soul and mine is setting these traps. Well, what does that mean, Pastor Tony? Uh, well, here's what it means. Temptation. He's baiting us to sin against God with temptation, just like He did with... His, his M.O. has not changed even from the garden. It hasn't changed. Well, why not? Because it worked. That's why not. Why change if it's working? Don't change. And it's still working. But not when I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, he's going to protect me from these 
my brothers and sisters, he's going to set traps, and the traps are simply those things that appeal to my flesh. He's tempting me. Amen? Oh, no. Can't have at me when God, when I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, I'm going to be protected from that. He shall cover you with his feathers. Now, this is important as it relates to, remember, the, the shadow of his wings and all this is feathers. So, so, so what is that? You know, this is simply as well as just to bringing me into him, to bring me close to him, to wrap his arms around me. This is what I picture. This is what comes to me as I look at this. He, God is holding me close to him. So, yeah, I am um, protected from... Now, when, a, when a, a mother hen would cover her chicks or any bird that would cover, cover from the elements... Any elements, all right? Physically, spiritually, I'm being covered, but I'm held close. I'm, I'm gaining the benefit of being close to Him. Um, when our kid, my, my daughter, as you know, she just gave birth, and it's so, it's so neat. I see some pictures, they're sending us pictures now. And, and even when I, I got to hold, um, you know, McKinley, I mean, it's just... You can feel the, the exchange, the heat, the bodily, right? There's, there's, this, there's this benefit from being held close. Oh. Nothing like holding my wife close. I'm not talking about erotic, eroticism. I'm talking about this affection that we have for one another, the love. And there's this intimacy being held close. You're mine. I've got you. Man, that's what I think of when, when I see this. God, man, I can, I can barely hold back. God holding me close, telling me, I've got you. I've got you. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. I've got protection. See, now this is speaking specifically about protecting, defending, right? The shield, the buckler, this shield, this, anything that's being fired at me, I am being protected. I'm protected. I'm guarded. Now, a lot of these things, granted, I'm going to speak to you now, but a lot of these things kind of run together, right? They overlap, all right? But, but I think it's stated this way so that we can give, pay, mind, full attention spiritually to receive something. Receive what? Again, as I mentioned, I mean, we, we've got his, all of this speaks to our defense, but God has us close to him. And now this specifically, not, not necessarily just that God is holding us close, but that this, this shield, you can have confidence in nothing hitting you. Why? Because his truth. So, so there's a reason why it's, it's overlapping, but then it's separate. His truth. Why that? Well, because it doesn't matter what any philosophy says. It doesn't matter what any person who has a high degree of intellect thinks. It doesn't matter what the latest thing is that's coming to the culture or, what's come, or what scientists have absolutely, positively have now figured out. No, it doesn't matter. His truth is what is defending me. His truth, and His truth will never ever change. 
See, listen, I don't, ha- I don't have to worry about China or the Soviet Union ever coming up with another offensive weapon that's going to be able to, to get past his truth. I don't need... Oh, Boy, that was a good one. I don't know. I, I, th- I may have said that a little bit too fast. I may have flew that one right over you. Are you with me? See, see, it doesn't matter, my brothers and sisters, what changes. Right? It doesn't matter what changes, what evolution is taking place as it relates to technology or anything else for that matter. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. His truth will not change and we can, we can count on it. God is not going to say one thing one day and then jerk the rug out from underneath and say, well, change my mind. No, we're going to do a new thing, different. His truth will stay the same and that will always be the thing that's protecting me, that's guarding me. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrows that fly by day. See, because I have all of these things. God's holding me close. He's protecting me. He's my shield. Because I have all these things, fear... There's no such thing as fear. I can have faith because, listen, if I'm afraid, faith is gone. I don't have, I don't have to fear anything. Why? I have, God has provided all of these things for me. I'm under the shadow of His wings. He's my shield. His truth, His word is not going to change. I could be 100% confident. If my enemies are attacking me, I've got this refuge, this strong refuge that cannot fall, cannot falter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy, even when they try to set subtle traps for me, even when they try to engage me subtly, it doesn't matter because God's got me. And it's not going to change. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to walk carefully and worry about the next thing that's coming around the corner or the next temptation or the next attack. Or I don't have to. Why? God's got me. When I'm under His shadow, I can be confident. Amen? No fear. No fear. Peace. I can enjoy in the middle of this when I have this, with this, this lack of fear when things can be crumbling around me because I'm under the shadow of the wing of God, I can still have peace. Even though things look bad, I can still be peaceful. I don't have to worry. There's no fear. There's faith. Come on. Hallelujah. You know, I just wonder sometimes, this stuff is powerful to me. It is so powerful to me. And this, this stuff, as old as I am, somebody could have disagreed. <laughs> See the way they are. Somebody could have disagreed. But as old as I am and as long as I've been studying the Word and, and been a Christian, this stuff is just so, sometimes I think, man, is this too, too rudimentary? You know, is, is this something that, well, is the church or, or is the congregation going to be looking for this, this new, you know, uh, exciting revelation, blah, 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 that's coming straight? Down. No. I got to get a hold of this. I, 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 this is where I live, right here. I want to be close to God under the shadow of His wing. I want to enjoy this. I want to be a part of this. Come on now. Hallelujah. Listen, so, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. This is so apropos today because everybody's so afraid of this uh, virus and, and all this stuff. Man, I'm hearing so many goofy things. I mean, I, I, this coronavirus or whatever the heck it is. I, I, you know, so, so people, I mean, people are, are going to supermarkets or their stores and they're emptying shelves of water and stuff. 
What? What are you afraid? I mean, wh- why? Is it a hurricane? Is, it, is this thing like a hurricane? I mean, is it going to knock all the electricity out so that you can't pour water from your faucets? I mean, no, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just thinking about this. Why? What makes you think that you're going to run out of water because you, this virus is run loose? Yeah. Now, now, now look, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make fun and I'm not trying to say you shouldn't take precautions. Please do. Absolutely. Wash your hands, use sanitizer, and, and do all of those things that you should do. Be, listen, listen. Be cautious for other people. You know, be courteous. Be concerned with others around you. You know, if you're feeling sick, no, don't be coughing in the wide open. I mean, make sure you're taken care of, right? We should do that. Even if we are born again and know that this is only for a short time, this came to pass. No, no, even more so. Come on. But I don't have to worry about these pestilences that walk, by, that walk in darkness. We can't see this virus as it's moving around. We don't know, right? We, you know, and it's, sometimes it's just really hit and miss. I've been around some sick, peop- sick people and never get sick. And there, then sometimes you don't even know who you've been around and then you get sick. Why? See, that's what, I think that's what the Scripture is speaking to. You can't see this. It's dark to you. You can't see it. But it's there. Right? But I don't have to worry about it. Again, please hear what I'm saying in this room and those who may be listening by the ear. I'm not in any way saying that we should take a cavalier attitude toward any of these viruses and we shouldn't heed any warnings or anything else. I mean, I've got relatives right now that are traveling and that's, that's one of the things. So man, I'm, I'm hoping that they're under the shadow of the wing of God right now. Are you with me? Because not everybody's going to take the same precautions that they're taking. Right? So, but I'm saying, so, so please hear my heart. I'm not saying that you know we should walk it. I got away. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I know God's got me. No, be be wise, use wisdom, right? Be courteous to other people. But my brothers and sisters, don't. We should not be walking around in fear. Why? God's got you. God's got you. I'm not afraid. I can't see that thing. But I'm not afraid of it. God knows exactly where it is. God knows where it started and He knows where it's ending. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. So now when I see these scriptures and I see this close together, here's what I'm thinking. So we have this pestilence and darkness, right? You can't see it. But now here's talking about the destruction that that lies waste in noonday, wide open. So, so when I read this, I really think I'm getting nudged by the Holy Spirit and, and, and God is speaking to me about what's happening right in front of us, right in front of our eyes in broad daylight. We see the culture going to H-E-L-L in a handbasket. We see people walking around totally indifferent toward God and toward the things of God. And what's worse, we see uh, people taking so much liberty with the Holy Scriptures and making this thing say what it doesn't. Even worse. And they're doing it in broad daylight. Are you with me? Are you with me? So no, I don't have to worry about that either. Why? Because I've got, I'm, in the shadow of, I'm under the shadow of His wing. God's got me. 
See, if I'm adhering to His truth, I'm, 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 going to a, I'm going to a church, hallelujah, that is not afraid to preach the whole counsel of God, not just the sunshine and lollipops, but the whole counsel of God. I'm not afraid to have a preacher who is going ahead and he's teaching me the Scripture, not what thus saith the preacher. Not what thus sounds good, and I'm going to attach these little taglines to it, and we're going to make it really marketable, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to build this corporation. and build... No, no. The whole counsel of God, the truth, that's what sets us free. Hallelujah. So now I've got this fortress. I've got all, I'm under the shadow of the wing of God. Listen, I love this, and you're going to see this in Matthew 23 37. This is Jesus. He's getting ready. Listen, he's getting ready. He knows what's about to happen to him. He's getting ready to finish the job. And forgive my slang, but that's, he's just, he's, he's on his way in, and he knows what's waiting for him when he gets there. And he says this as he looks over Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as what? As a hen gathers her cheek, chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. So look at the elements here. I love this because there's so many elements. There's, there's a couple of teaching moments that we get to do this. Jesus is saying He was going to gather them under His wing. Jesus is God. Make no mistake about it. Jesus didn't say, How I would have gathered you under the Father's wings. He wanted to gather them under His wings. He's God. Okay? You knew that. You're in a Christian church. I understand that. But just what do you believe? Why do you believe it? That's another reason why I believe. Hallelujah. But look what he says. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. But you weren't willing. You weren't willing. See, my brothers and sisters, we need to go ahead and get over all of us, as a, as a people, as whatever, whoever. We need to get over our indifference about some of the things of God. We need to go ahead and we need to forget about what the world has to offer and totally say, I'm going under the shadow of His wing. He's, he's calling me, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hear that voice and I'm going to follow that voice. He wants me to be gathered. He wants to draw me close to Him. He wants me close to Him. But He's not going to override my will. I want you. I want to hold you close. I want to be all those things I'm telling you in my word in Psalm 91. I want to be all those things to you. Are you willing? Are you willing? I am. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now remember the objective to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, to abide under His wing. How do I get there? How do I get there? Glad you asked. (laughs) So let's go back to that Psalm 91. That first part of it, Mary. There you go. Praise God. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Who abides under the shadow of the Almighty? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. See how smart I am. Some of you could have said amen, at least something. Help a brother out over here. Huh? Just laughing at him. No, you know, we're having a little bit of fun. But see, that's, that's what I mean. Look, I'm not smart. I, again, nobody disagrees with me. Oh, man. Oh, man. I expect this altar to be filled, boy. No, but think about that. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be according to my intellect. And that's the whole thing about uh, the Word of God and how God operates. 
He made it so that the wise would be confounded, so that it couldn't be figured out by a human being. Because if a human being could figure it out, then it's not God. And then if a human, if God made it that way, then God's too small. No, He made it where you can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense to a human being. The smartest human being in the world combine all of their smarts together and they still are foolish as it relates to the wisdom of God. Hallelujah! And I'm so glad for that. Because there are a lot of smarty pants in this world right now that need to get their act together. I said that very nicely, didn't I? Okay. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of, of the Almighty. So I want to, if my objective is to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I have to see where to see. What about this secret place? I have to make it to the secret place. It's a secret. Shh, don't tell nobody. Now let's read Psalm 27, 4 and 5. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the what? The secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. So this secret place in this scripture sounds like it has something to do with his tabernacle. Amen? Okay. So now let's remember where one of the scriptures that we looked at earlier should have been uh, Psalm 61.4. I, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. You see the relationship? See the relationship? Oh, that's so good. Again, I'm not even smart. And I was, hallelujah. Killing me. Psalm 31, 19 and the first part of 20. Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. Fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of what? Your presence. Your presence. So this secret place is the presence of God. The secret place is the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Come on in. So glad to see you. I want to read this one again. Can I? Thank you. Psalm 31, 19, 20. How, oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. Who those who are afraid. No, those who are in awe of you. Those who have this awesome respect for you. Amen? Come on. Stay with me now. Which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men, you shall hide them in the secret... Remember where we are? The secret place. Where's the secret place? In His presence. Hallelujah. 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 Remember, the Scripture says, He who dwells in the secret place. So that word dwells comes from the Hebrew word yashab. Yashab. To sit down, to settle, to remain, inhabit... Inhabit. Marry. Marry. See, now, 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 don't forget about marriage in the current culture. Let's think about marriage how God intended it. The two shall be one. So now, listen. Dwells. He who dwells in the secret place, I'm staying there. I'm settled there. I'm one with it, baby. I'm there. I'm not in and out. See? That's the problem. We dabble a little bit. 
We said, see, we go in there and we, we want to get in the presence of God and we'll, man, we'll get the hair on the back of our neck stand up. We may even, you know, speak in tongues or, or we may, you know, the Holy Ghost may fall on us and something might happen and whoo, that's it. Hallelujah, I got it. It says that you have to dwell in that secret place. Yeah, you can get into the presence of God, but this is saying we need to stay in the presence of God. See, watch. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. See the condition here? See, that's the kind of stuff that people, that's the kind of stuff that leaves chairs empty in a church. I'm, I'm just being straight up with you. God loves everybody. He loves everybody. He died for everybody. Everybody. He's not willing that any should perish. Says that in the scripture, amen? He's not willing that any should perish. God loves everybody. But He's not going to override our will. So God says, listen, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. You're going to get all the benefits of abiding under the shadow of His wing when you're dwelling in the secret place. That's what it says. Now listen, does that sound harsh or hard? Does that sound bad? No, I can, I can take that. Okay, God, here's where you want me to be. And when I'm here, I've got all of those things that you're promising me. I've got no problem with that. I've got absolutely no problem. And see, and look, this is not saying that it's performance-based. Is it? I can't, listen, I, I can't work my way there. I can't do enough good things to get there. Some things were, God bless you, God bless you. But some things were done for me, as hopefully we'll get into if the Lord allows. So now let's, let's just look at it. Hey, man, I'm having a, I don't know if you could tell, but this is awesome stuff, man. This is so good. This is awesome stuff, man. I, I, want the, I want these benefits that God has promised me. I want His protection. Especially, again, let's think of the context where we are right now. In your individual life. Do you need some help from God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's praising the Lord. I finally got somebody to praise the Lord with me. Thank you, baby. Hallelujah. Remember, I, I, just, I don't want to dwell on this, but I want you to remember. Let's keep perspective here. Let's keep context here. We can't do nothing about this virus and all these other diseases and stuff that we can't see. They're trying to develop... Uh, vaccines for them and all that other stuff. Great, fantastic, beautiful, wonderful. But my brothers and sisters, God says, I want to hold you close. I want to protect you. I want to guard you. I want to guide you. I want you to know that you have a place of refuge when you feel like everything is closing in on you and there's nothing left. You don't have to fear anything. When the enemy is attacking you on all sides, and I'm not just talking about just trying to tempt you, he's throwing those fiery darts at you. You ain't got to worry about it. Because, listen, I am your shield and your buckler. Right? Hallelujah! And when he is setting those, those, those snares at your feet, he's throwing those temptations at you. You know what the truth says. 
You know that I'm going to be there. My spirit is going to be there with you to strengthen you because you don't have the strength in and of your own self. But my spirit is going to be there with you, reminding you about what my word says so you're going to understand what the word says so when them other places and those other doctrines, and it's okay, grace got you. No, I got you. I'm grace. And grace says, listen, grace says you don't have to do this because I'm strengthening you. I'm giving you my power so that you don't have to do it. Hallelujah. I'm giving you power against even your own body, baby. Just follow me. Let your spirit read my spirit. Let your spirit have fellowship with my spirit. And let your soul follow my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Praise God. God is so good. So our objective is to abide under the shadow. I I don't even know where I'm at. Lord, help me. Amen. Hallelujah. So now in the Old Testament, this secret place, I mean, the presence of the Lord, you know, there was symbolism of it, right? Right? Remember um, the tabernacle of meeting. Remember that? Where Moses had that tabernacle of meeting set up and the cloud fell on it when, when the Lord was there. And remember, you can, you can approach that. Moses can go in there. And then later on, God started laying, laying out, when He gave His law, He gave certain things. You know what? We're going to have the, the uh, priest is going to have to make sure that there's certain sacrifices made so that he can approach me. Because if those sacrifices aren't made and his sin is not covered, he's going to drop dead when he gets in front of me. Right? Remember that? So, and then, so that brings us you know, into the, um, the temple. Remember the temple, you had the holy place and the most holy place. And there was that veil that divided it, right? And so remember that veil divided it. So the other priests can do their service outside the veil, but only one could go into the veil and get into the presence of God, into that secret place. He can get into that secret place where the presence of God was, although He's everywhere, but that secret place... But it can only be done because he made that sacrifice, that blood sacrifice covered his sin and he can go in there. And then he made the atonement for all of Israel. Right? Hallelujah. So that secret place, getting into that, getting behind that veil, getting into that secret place, getting into the true presence of God, the manifest presence of God. Amen? That's what I want. I don't want to have this imagination about what He's doing, who He is. I, I, in His Word, he's, he's present in His Word. This, he's, so I read this Word. And so when I read this Word, I don't want to read it like a textbook. I don't want to read it thinking, well, maybe this is good, it's good philosophy. Yeah, some of this stuff. No, I want to re- God, speak to me. God, reveal yourself to me. God, in the beginning was the? Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Amen. So I want to get into this Word, you see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to understand His love a little bit. Why? God is love. So I want to understand about His love. I want to see, when I see Jesus and His blood poured out on that cross, I want to recognize that was done for me, for me alone. If I was the only one that would ever believe in Him, He would have done it. 
That's, that's how you are valued. Each of you are valued that way. You know what this esteem crisis that we have from, from our young people who are killing themselves and all this stuff? There's area, area, area. No, my bro- Listen, you are young people. You are loved. If you were the only... This is truth. This is not Tony. This is truth. God so loved the world. Everybody who is in it, not the planet Earth, God loved people. He created people to have relationship with Him. And He loves people, people, people so much that He took a body Himself and paid the price. And if you were the only one that would ever believe in Him, hear me, young people, He still would have did it. That's how much you're loved and valued. You are valued so highly. Hallelujah. Don't worry about what Facebook book says about you snap trap and don't worry about all of that garbage don't worry about how many likes you have the one who really counts he doesn't like you he loves you hallelujah and that's the one that really counts hallelujah praise God don't get me going again I'm just So now watch, we got this veil that has to be gone through so that we can get into this secret place, we can get into the presence, the true manifest presence of God. We're all the, we're all the zisboom buyers, baby. That's where I want to be. Hallelujah. I want to be there. Mark 15. Jesus cried out. He's on the cross. He's hanging there. He's, man, and he's about to, he's given up the ghost and he cries out. Mark 15, 37. He said, and 38. With a loud voice, he breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The veil that separated, ah, the presence of God, that veil was torn in two, exposing the mercy seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now this isn't, this isn't just the, the thing where, well, see, now that's good because now this is saying that there's no difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. No, there's no di- My brothers and sisters, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, there's no longer a veil. Read Hebrews. There's no longer a veil. Hebrews chapter 10. There's no longer a veil that separates. We are in because of them. We have access to the mercy seat of God because of the blood of Jesus. So now you and me, we're in the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Nothing to separate anymore. Jesus tore down that wall of separation. Between peoples, yeah. But more importantly, between God and people. I don't have to sacrifice any animal or anything. That price was paid in full. Hallelujah. The veil is rent. The veil is torn. John 14, 23. Jesus said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him. And we will come and we will make our abode with Him. We will come and we will live with Him. The presence of God. The presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to... I'm going to finish up. God is... You know, when we were studying on Wednesday, on this past Wednesday, we talked about... Because um, we're doing Old Testament studies as we continue to into multiply, making disciples... And the thing that hit was so hard um, as it relates to being hard-hitting for me, and it stuck with me all week because I never really thought of it in a sense. Um, The the description was given as it relates to um, when they actually uh, brought all the sacrifices to be made. You know, how many thousands of animals, you know, were were bled, you know, cut and bled, and how, 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 how disgusting that might have been. To think about all of those animals having their blood poured out, being burned, 
and thousands of them. We're not talking about a handful with thousands of animals being, you know, having all their blood spilled and, and burned. And, you know, can you imagine the sight, the smell? How do you explain it to your children and all that? Well, you know how? You explain it like God meant for you to explain it. There was a sacrifice that had to be made. This separates us from everybody else. There is a God in Israel. Right? But you think about how disgusting that must have been. I'm, right? That was disgusting. And how brutal. That, remember though, we know because God told us very, there's no mystery here because God explained it to us. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin because the life is in the blood. Right? So God allowed such a disgusting thing to take place so that he, could take, he can maintain a, a holy, a righteous God, a God who is just above everything and above all. You know, he can go ahead and maintain some kind of covenant with an unholy, unrighteous people, an undeserving people. So he made this as part of his law so that at least there could still be this, this, this covenant. But at the same time, he was pointing to something better. Amen? So this God, this loving, this merciful, but holy, righteous, and just God does all of that. And then you have this disgusting thing that happens. And then I realize, because in, through the process of our study, how disgusting, how putrid our sin is before God. How horrible. See, and, and I, I go, those of you who are with me on Wednesday, just bear with me. I'm going to repeat something, and, 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 but I just can't help it. How many of you um, understand that you know, the laws in the culture and what's culturally acceptable doesn't really line up with the Word of God and God's standard of righteousness and holiness? Right? But even in and of ourselves, just think of it this way. When the speed limit is 55, does anybody ever go over 55? You always get caught? Let me ask you this. Generally speaking, isn't it true that when the speed limit is 55, it's kind of a given that 60 is okay? And no one's going to stop you. The cops won't even stop you if you're going five miles over the speed limit. Is it still against the law? Suppose you've got a zealous police officer. Right? You're going 59 miles an hour. He stops you. You're going to argue with him? If he says you broke the speed limit, yeah, but I was not going 60. I wasn't even going over 60. Yeah, but the speed limit is 55. If you, he writes you the ticket, are you going to go and contest the ticket? you lose. You were breaking the law. Even though everybody else in the culture and even most police officers will not stop you for going five miles over the speed limit, it's given. That's, that's okay. It's really not if you go by the letter of the law. So all of these things that we've given ourselves permission to do and how we act, because maybe you know, we're not suffering consequences, it doesn't eliminate the fact that it's offensive to God. And not only is it just offensive, well, it's no big deal, I'm, I'm not murdering anybody. When you lose your patience and temper with somebody, you've murdered them. According to Jesus, not Tony. You know, I've never cheated on my wife. Well, if you look at another woman and lust after her, Jesus says you've already committed adultery. You're, 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 you're guilty. Right? And that's disgusting to God. As far as a holy, righteous God, that's disgusting. But here's the, 
the wonderful news. The judge, who's already pronounced a death sentence, got down off the branch, took off his royal robes, told the bailiff, take me away. I'm going to pay the price for him. He pronounced me guilty, and then he went ahead and paid the price for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was guilty. But Jesus allowed himself to be marred, allowed himself to be tortured, allowed all his blood to be spilled. So yeah, God has a standard of holiness and righteousness. He fulfilled it and then paid the price. He paid my death sentence that I couldn't pay. Amen? So now, not only do I escape death, do I get to live with him forever, but I get to live under the shadow of his wing. I get to dwell in his secret place. Why? Jesus paid the price. He tore down the veil. So now I get to be with God. Amen? I am so thankful to God this morning. How about you? Let's stand with me, please.